Good morning, Super Kicking with Steven fans. Good afternoon. How you doing? Let me get the camera all sorted out so we actually can see me. This is why you pay people the big bucks. There you go. All right. So I just sent the invite to Greg, our co-host. So hopefully he'll be joining us here in a second. What a week. More WWE NXT releases to talk up. Monday Night Raw had a pretty big match. Another Hell in a Cell match. Bobby Lashley becoming the first person to compete in Hell in a Cell two nights in a row, which is obviously, you know, a good feat for him. So let's bring on Greg right now so we can get this party on the road. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon, Greg. I keep saying good morning. I'm so used to saying good morning, so I apologize. Good afternoon. Uh, oh, you're down with day one-ish. Yes, sir. <laughs> Rep the Usos today. <laughs> that is a good rep because Brizongo, you know, we have to talk about them, uh, RIP for uh, the time being from NXT. But um, how are you doing, Greg? Your sons look like they're rocking and rolling up 2-1. You feeling good? Yep, yep. It's a great weekend. It's going to be even better when the Suns win in a couple hours. Um, we're killing it right now. We took we uh, took an L against the, the Clippers uh, the other night, but... Uh, that was to be expected. Uh, they were already down two games, and they needed to win that one. Otherwise, it was a wrap. So they just made it a little more competitive. But, uh, you know, it's the, the growing pains you're going to have to go through with the uh, team that's just now on the come up. And, you know, all these guys haven't played in the playoffs before, and they're getting their baptism by fire. It's mm -hmm. going to be awesome TV. It's going to be a great game today. And uh, I totally expect the – them to get that L or the Lakers or the Clippers to get that L. Just <laughs> make that straight. You're just too, you're just too excited then, uh, about it. I could yeah, tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready, man. Like right after we go off, it's going to be uh, 30 minutes of game time. So a oh, it's early a, okay. afternoon start to the game today, I think. Is so, that 3 o'clock or 3.30? Yeah, I believe it's a 3 o'clock game. Oh, okay. And that, is it on ABC probably or ESPN? Um, I think ESPN. I haven't got to yeah. see which one it is. And you saw my Pacers. We uh, we're going back to the old school, bringing in Rick Carlisle. Right. Um, I'm I'm excited. I guess <laughs> hesitantly excited because the roster <laughs> still feels like you need something. So, you know, it's like, do you just run it back with a new coach and see how that goes, and then figure out the roster, or do you, you know, talk to Carlisle and say, hey, what do you think about this roster, and then make changes? But I mean, I like all the guys on our team. That's the thing. They're all good people. Like, I kind of hate, just like, it, you know, in WWE, when they release guys, you're like, you hate it because we now that we see the guys outside the ring so much, we see more of their, you know, um, their their personal lives. You know, like Tyler mm -hmm. Breeze. We'll get to that. We'll just get right into it. I don't want to talk about my patients forever because I can um, hopefully uh, the storm and the commission will have me on the state of basketball and I can talk that up. So these are the current releases that feels like we do this once a month now, but um, these are all NXT and two Oh five live people and women. So we have Fandango breeze, Tyler breeze, Killian Dane, Marina Sharif or Shafir, sorry, who is Roderick Strong's wife. I was kind of surprised she got the cut. Because he just came back, but that's okay. Uh, Ever Rise, who we kind of talked about, we thought maybe, you know, they were 
on the rise because they do a Facebook thing every weekend. They're they're getting TV time, but um, Arturo Rios, Ruas, sorry, he was on NXT a few minutes, and then he was on Raw Underground for a hot minute. Two hundred five wrestlers, uh, Tony Nese and Arya Davari, which now somebody had said two hundred five live has six wrestlers um, on it. So I don't know what you're going to do with that because they also cut the Bollywood Boys, August Gray, who was kind of up and coming, and Kurt Stallion. I don't personally remember anything of Kurt Stallion. Maybe he was on two hundred five live. I know August Gray. August Gray. The big names are the first three: Fandango there for 14 years, got the debut WrestleMania with Chris Jericho. You know, everybody loved his stuff. Then went back to NXT and kind of, you know, reinvented himself just like Tyre Breeze. And that's the other one, Tyre Breeze, who's part of Up, Up, Down, Down on the side. So I don't know if he could still do, because they also cut um, Jessamine Duke, who's part of that. Now we have not seen her back on Up, Up, Down, Down, but... You know, so I don't know how that works if, you know, because they're kind of employed by WWE as well. But, and Killian Dane, I think that's another interesting name because he had been getting some time and some shine, especially with Drake Maverick. You know, you had him beat Alexander Wolf. Wolf's gone the next day and now Killian Dane's gone. So, and then when you factor in Nikki Cross, who is obviously going to be there for a while because of what she's doing now. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. And like I said, Everrise, I think. We didn't see the full potential of them yet. So any thoughts, Greg, on any of these releases and your own words? And were anything really surprising? Or or what do you take on all these uh, releases? Well, um, I hadn't heard the uh, NXT releases. So this is the first time I'm hearing it. So um, some surprises definitely in the uh, that list. Um, like I said, starting at the top with uh, Pandago and Breeze. Um I was never a, a Fandango fan. Um, I thought the the character was a little lacking. Uh, I liked that uh, they try to give him his shine like right off the bat and show him as a big deal by having him beat Jericho at WrestleMania in his first match. Uh, I hated that, but you know, figure if if this guy is going to get that push, you know, where better to get your start than you know in a WrestleMania uh, big match against the big name. So um, I watched it and I wanted to like it. And, you know, the fandangling craze kicked off and that went on for, you know, a good couple months uh, with the music and the dance. And I think a t-shirt came out for it. And, you know, you had anchor people who had never watched a uh, wrestling match in their life on the news doing the fandango. So mm-hmm. uh, I remember that was that was a thing for a minute. So he'll have this crossover in the pop culture for that. Um, but after that, it was pretty much all downhill for him, for him until he got back to NXT. And um, same thing for Breeze. Never did much on the main roster aside from their time with the uh, the fashion files. Uh, so like we said last week, you know, it was meant to be a joke and it caught fire and it became a thing. And it, it had a good run of a good number of months, or maybe maybe better part of a year. And um, they came back down. And aside from the flashy entrances, the goofy entrances, uh, they've seemed to 
to get better uh, in ring, a little more believable. And I mentioned last week the uh, it gives the the backlash match they had with the Usos that was a five star match and the match that I have never laughed so hard during a wrestling match in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just an amazing match. So if you're watching this, go back to the network or to Peacock and look it up because there's only one match between the Usos and Fent or Brizongo or Fandango or whatever their name is. But that match was epic. And mm-hmm. uh, the, they had the bit with it's a janitor. It came out as an old lady uh, being Breeze. And you had the hardcore Usos who were just killing everybody and putting people on the shelf with injuries and wearing all black. And they were all serious. And they were the perfect foils. And the match was just amazing. Um, so the fact that they both got released, huge surprise. Um, it seemed like they were going to be, you know, WWE lifers. Um, Killian Dane uh, had the Braun Strowman syndrome. You know, he's the beast of Belfast, but he wasn't very beastly after, you know, his initial uh, entrance into uh, NXT, aside from his sanity run. And once sanity split up, he was pretty much left, you know, a ship without oars mm-hmm. and just kind of drifting along and he would pop up here and there, but, you know, aside from getting disqualified, you know, being brutal or he was getting taken losses uh, right and left. So uh, they lost their use for him. They lost his purpose. And uh, he probably has to own some of that himself. He had no way to make his character better. And so, um, you know, there's, there's tons of things you can do if you're willing to stick your neck out and, you know, do a 180 with the character. And there's, you know, tons of things he kind of done, didn't do it. He probably wants to stick the formula and see if it works. But um, this would be time to go reinvent himself and, you know, come back somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, Shafir and uh, Jessamine Duke, that's not a surprise. Um, I think the only reason they were around for so long is their association with Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of an MMA fan you are, but, you know, they were calling themselves the Four Horsewomen before they even came to WWE. Yeah. Uh, when R- Ronda was at the top of her uh, fame in the, the UFC, um, it was her, Marina, uh, Jessamine, and Shannon Baszler uh, referenced themselves as the Four Horsewomen. They were Ronda Rousey's main trainer training partners. Mm. And... Um, you know, they rode everywhere together. They were the four horsewomen. And so I was thinking that if Rhonda comes back, um, you know, she took time off to become a mother and she probably got pregnant. And I don't know what the timeline is on her yet, but um, maybe when she came back, comes back, that, uh, you know, they would roll with her. But um, they were useless on NXT TV. They were decent at best as far as in the ring uh they look stiff and like they still didn't know what they were doing even though they've been training with ronda since ronda was in the ufc uh not just in martial arts but uh for pro wrestling too yeah 
but they just had no uh, chemistry in in the ring. Um, and they were, I'm sure they had plenty of time in the, you know, PC to get better and work on it. And this just tells me that, you know, they never got there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who was, you know, then we who, got, yeah, Ruas. Yeah, but he looked good in the uh, raw underground. Because um, I think I he's that type of fighter. I think he's like an MMA type guy or Brazil, you know, jiu-jitsu or that type of stuff. So it seemed like he was kind of finding his way there. But, yeah, go ahead, continue. Yeah. Um, it's He's got a character problem. Uh, you know, if he was in the UFC, I would watch his fights because he – he looks legit, mm-hmm. and he probably is uh, that good as he's, as they say he is with the uh, martial arts background and the jiu-jitsu. Um, but as a pro wrestler, uh, you know, unless you're going to really hone in on his you know, martial arts and make that the focal point, which they did and they didn't do, um, he's going to be over the heads of some people. And... You know, people aren't going to really, you know, stop what they're doing to watch his matches unless mm-hmm. they're um, really that good, and and they weren't. So um, he's just kind of wrong place, wrong time for him. Uh, but he still has some potential. I mean, uh, I could see him like in the diamond mine setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he fit in good with that group. Um, but. No, not a surprise for him either. Um, Anything on 205 Live? We had Tony Nese and Ari Davari. I think a lot of people mentioned they were, you know, if you had Cedric Alexander and um, Buddy Murphy, uh, like as the top, and Mustafa Ali, you kind of had Davari and Nese as the foundation. You know, like mm -hmm. you, you need those base um, wrestlers, I thought you know Tony, and I think Tony Nese had a small run as champ, if I remember right. Yeah, as cruiserweight champ, then Davari, you know, always seemed to play up whatever he did. And the Bollywood Boys, obviously, they had their time with Jinder Mahal for a little bit, and then we're doing their own thing. So, um, any thoughts on that, or ready to move ahead with Raw and all the good stuff? Yeah, I barely ever watched Two Hundred Five Live at all. Um, and, and I can't imagine names, people watching now. <laughs> none of those names surprised me at all. Uh, you know, they, they gave Tony Nese his little shine with his little ab showing gear. And, <laughs> um, you know, once you see it once or twice, you're like, okay, I get it. Okay, keep, yeah. keep it moving. So I'm surprised 205 Live is still a thing. Um, mm-hmm. They need to just funnel those guys over into NXT and onto the main roster and add some depth. And that's and I'm hearing they might be doing NXT Evolve, so you wonder if that might just you know um, collaborate with 205 Live because, like we said, somebody looked at their roster right now and it's six wrestlers. That's not. I mean, I guess if you have an hour show a week, that's probably enough. But you know, what can yeah. you do with that? So um, yeah, I like you said. I think the the Killian Dane. I'll be interested what he ends up doing. You know, I feel like did he, with him and Nikki Cross probably settled here in America, you know, I think he's just going to have to try to do his best there. Maybe Impact Wrestling, 
and kind of start, you know, there. But um, and then Tyler Breeze is the name. Uh, you know, him and Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods had really good posts, and Xavier Woods is like, we'll still keep connected through games. So I wonder what that might mean for Tyler Breeze. Um, but moving ahead to Raw. So today's show we'll kind of do Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and then we'll preview AEW because AEW's on tonight. So that's kind of the head. Uh, Dan joined us there for a second. He said, what's up, gentlemen? Glad to see Dan. Uh-oh, camera. There we go. So good to see Dan in the chat. Of course, Not you can always chat, always chat it up with us. Uh, I haven't seen our the the guy that wanted us to talk old school in a while. Greg, I don't remember if you remember that whole fiasco with the random chat. That was he was blowing up the chat. <laughs> yeah, he kept asking about NWA and old school wrestling. But uh, yeah, he hasn't been back since. So I guess we we lost our one commenter who was in the comments. But um, so let's look at Raw. We had first Bobby Lashley out there talking up all his accolades and his winning. And then we had the New Day come out there and uh, want to toast him by throwing pieces of toast at him. So we had Kofi Kingston challenge Bobby Lashley for his title at Money in the Bank. So that's official. Lashley said, hey, I'm ready to beat up your partner, though. And he wants to take out Xavier Woods, which we'll kind of go to the end. We'll start at the end, and then we'll find our, you know, fiddle in the blanks. But so Lashley... Xavier Woods fought in a Hell in a Cell match. So we had two Hell in a Cell back-to-back for Lashley. Um, He's probably feeling it that Tuesday, but I thought good segment. It built up Kofi to put it back in that title scene. You still have the MVP playing it up because that's very intriguing, I think. You know, where does MVP lie? Does he turn on Bobby Lashley finally? Does, you know, does Xavier Woods? I mean, you never know. You know, it could be something different for Xavier Woods to do for a little bit. Um, you know, does Kofi just bite the bullet? You know, kind of like Jimmy Uso, and join up with Lash or with Lashley and MVP. So there's a few movie pieces. I thought the Hell in a Cell match was fine. It really did give a nice shine to Xavier Woods. I mean, he's really showing up that he could go in the ring, and you know, he can sell the hell out of stuff. And especially that last shot where you just had, you know, Lashley having him in the hurt lock and Kofi, you know, people, Vince Russo said, why did not, why did Kofi not climb up the cage and get in? And I'm thinking, <laughs> first off, it's a sell. And this is Vince Russo, you know, and I hate that I watch his stuff, but when he says stupid stuff, I feel like I have to watch it so I could comment on it. But right. he was like, bro, I don't know why Kofi didn't climb and I get it. Yes, we could climb the cage, but then you have to get inside the cell. You know, it's, it's you know, what is going to take up a pair of pliers up there and start, you know, jumping down from there. But anyways, I, I believe Vince Russo did not watch it, which pretty much says all he needs to say. But I thought a really strong match, you know, it's kind of short and sweet to the point because it was the end of the night, but it gave shine to Xavier Woods. It probably writes off Xavier Woods for a few weeks. So then that way you can really sell this. But I thought the beginning of the night and the end of the night were pretty strong in selling that Kofi Kingston wants to go after Lashley, especially with taking out Xavier Woods. So, uh, Greg, what were your thoughts on all, you know, the beginning segment and the end segment? Then, like I said, we'll fill in the blanks of the rest. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, the, the opening with, uh, you know, Kofi reintroducing himself, the promo, um, the whole business with the toast. 
It's still funny, you know, pelting MVP and the ladies with the toast was, you know, good gag. Uh, and when they, when he called out uh, Xavier Woods, I was like, okay, you know, give us a match we haven't seen before. Um, and we know Woods can, can go on his own, but, um, you know, in a legit match and then he invokes the cell. It's already there. May as well use it. Um, that really piqued my interest. So uh, the match was really good match too. Um, and it's one of those matches where you know you look good in defeat. You know, and it, it was uh, it reminds me of uh, one of the endings of Rocky where uh, you know he's killing Apollo Creed to get the Rocky, and now you're taking out Austin Creed instead of uh, Apollo Creed. And, you know, it, that that image as the show went off, him smashing his face into the cage while he's in the hurt lock and Kobe begging him to let him go, you know, it was a great scene to end with and, you know, kind of a cliffhanger ending for what happens this week. Um, so I loved it. Uh, both ends of the uh, of the show and uh, now we know who the bridge guy is, the bridge guy being the person who's going to fill in that time between now and when they get back into um, going back to going on the road. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's going to be Kofi. They're going to have a few weeks of, you know, great promos, great, you know, those opportunities. We're not having real matches, but getting the best of each other. And, um, you know, he's going to be a good bridge guy to usher us back in into live crowds. And he's going to be somebody that people can get behind and root for against the monster heel. And, you know, are we going to get an upset? You know, you can't automatically say no, it's Kofi. So um, I like what they did right there. And like we said, I think it's, you know, if we can pull off the MVP aspect, you know, which way, because he keeps talking up Kofi. So, uh, and like mm-hmm. you said, I think it'll be good to have that money in the bank. Like, you know, you we had WrestleMania with Drew and Lashley, but this will feel like a full crowd, Fort Worth, I believe it's Fort Worth, Texas. So we'll kind of really see, because that's to me, I you know, we don't I don't know if I think of that as a wrestling town. You know, like if it's Chicago, New York, Miami, Dallas, you know, LA, like those big. So it'll be interesting to see how the crowd does react you know, in a live setting. So, um, and then that next day after money in the bank, we're on the road to SummerSlam and they want to try to build it up. So that's really going to be the telling. What do you do with Lashley? Cause if you don't do Brock, I don't know where else you go. You know, it, it's very hard to, you know, they built up Kofi granted, but who else is there? So, um, yeah. the rest of our night was pretty much money in the bank qualifying matches. So we had Ricochet win, we had John Morrison win, we had Riddle win, and then that left AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre. They're going to do a last chance match, which I want to get to that one first. I feel like it's got to be Drew. Now, I know he's out of all the chances in the world, but at least you got to put him in that match because you have AJ Styles, who's tag team champion. You have Randy Orton, who I don't, you know, maybe you put him in. 
because of the Matt Riddle factor, but it feels like Drew should win that last chance. Do you have anybody else, Greg, that you think would win that was is going to win that last chance? Uh, not yet. Um, and the more interesting aspect of it is with Drew winning, and he gets the um, he wins the match. Now he's got the money in bank contract, but Lashley's a champion. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. And it, it's a great uh, dynamic to put in there. Because um, the stipulation is already hanging there, and now what trumps what? Um, you know, you agreed to it, and you know you took the L, and now and Lash is still champion. So when it be case, you know everybody's going to be left wondering. So you wonder if for that storyline by itself, if that's worthy of um, of putting it on him. Um, I'm burned out on Lashley Drew matches, but with him holding the uh, money back briefcase, it leaves, you know, potentially months before we have to revisit this again. So um, it could come back up, you know, at WrestleMania or, you know, on the road to WrestleMania and, you know, now it's fresh again because it's six months down the road, um, at least six months down the road. And um, so, yeah, it seems like Drew's going to be, you know, the guy. I would love to see a first-timer get it. Um, I like it. They're finally making Ricochet strong again because he's just been a punching bag for everybody lately. And I'm a big uh, Ricochet fan from, you know, NXT and, um, I wasn't aware that he was Prince Puma uh, from Lucha Underground. Um, you know, as if I needed another reason to go back and watch those matches. Again. I was going to say, now you have a reason to go back and watch to kind of see how much, and, you know, I'll kind of see how much he is, a, how different or how this, you know, how much alike is he? You know, right. is he doing some of the same stuff as Prince Puma? Is he doing some stuff as Ricochet? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, now with Drew, do you think people will get Drew burnout if he wins that briefcase? Um, I've seen people on Twitter really say he, you know, they want to bring, you know, they bring that up, but you know, I'll let you have at it. Yeah, it's it's been just so heavy with Drew and Lashley that uh, you know I'm not not the only one who feels burned out on watching those matches because mm-hmm. uh, they just inundated us with it over and over and over and over again. Um, but if it carries over into next year and there's, you know, the last six months of action with them involved with other people and it rebuilds that steam, you know, put them back on a collision course with each other, then it could be fresh again. So right now, yes, we're definitely burned out on it. So don't think about it. Don't, you know, even allude to it until um, it happens. Yeah, you know, we get towards the end of the end of that uh, end of the year. Drew's holding the championship. It's it's going to put it in the back of our minds. But if Lashley is doing big things with um, Brock Lesnar, we're not going to think about it. If he's doing big things with John Cena, we're not going to think about it. Um, so you got him involved with other big things. Um, you can have Drew over here on the side 
with his with his contract as long as he's not popping up on the stage after in all of Lashley's matches going on watching, you know, then it it could be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I was just thinking in my head, man, John Morrison would be an interesting pick because you already had the Miz hold the briefcase. Now, what if you gave it to Morrison and then he cashes in on Lashley, or you know, Lashley wins the title for a week and loses it again? He'd play the same storyline, but um, Morrison will be fun in there. Like you said, Ricochet will be in. I'm, I really think Riddle is going to, you know, be interested in there. And then that's like I said, maybe you pull the Orton factor. You have Orton in the last chance, and then you keep Drew away from it. You know, yeah. our Drew goes to SmackDown. Maybe he takes a briefcase because there is a draft right after SummerSlam. So who mm. knows? I mean, Drew and Roman, I'd probably be up for one of those. Um, I, yeah. you know, I it just there are a few different ways you can go with it. Uh, the yeah. women need side, to do something better with it, just because. Um, they totally failed with it last year and yeah. giving it to Otis and that whole business they did with Miz and Morrison. And, you know, it just took all the shine off the, the briefcase altogether. Um, well, it's I like guess. they knew Otis was never going to be the long-term answer. They right. just went with but, Otis because, and then, you know, Asuka, <laughs> I mean, Becky Lynch got pregnant, so we can't, <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to say, I feel bad saying, well, that kind of, <laughs> that was lackluster. It's like, oh, here, here's a briefcase with the championship. It was a lot of fun seeing them do it at the, I wish we could go back to Stanford though and do it at the, at the, um, uh, the, yeah. at the headquarters. Cause that was a lot of fun, especially when Ray Mysterio died <laughs> and came back. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it was Ray and AJ, wasn't it? I yeah, think AJ died, AJ died twice last year. He's got nine <laughs> lives. So. Uh, the women's side of things. Here is where uh, we oh, definitely got to talk. So we have Eva Marie and Dewdrop. That's not going to be her name. You know, she now we got to. I give them credit. They almost let her say the name, and you had Eva Marie speak up for her. So obviously, we're going to get her back to Piper Nevin at some mm-hmm. Nevin. Sorry. Now Vince Russo once again. I, he actually had a good point. It does not feel like Eva Marie's into this, or it's just Eva Marie. That's the way she is. You know, it always, it always feels like she's not one hundred percent confident with her stuff. But um, you know, they took the loss to Oscar Naomi because Dewdrop decided not to tag in, which I hope we're not getting the turn yet. It's way too soon. I think what you do is you just have Eva Marie play it up like, oh, I can't believe you did that. You know, like. Don't get mad at her per se, and but you're calling her out in a very condescending way. And because you mm-hmm. know, we I still think you need that turn, you need Piper Niven to announce herself in front of the crowd. I think that's where it's going to do. So, you know, they eat the L. I don't think it's a big deal personally because I could see a little bit of the forest before the trees, if that makes sense. And then, mm-hmm. hey, we get Naomi in the Money to Bank ladder match, so she'll do something fun there. We get Asuka in there because Asuka needs something to do. But obviously the bigger story is Eva Marie and Piper, a.k.a. Dewdrop. Um, but, you know, I saw some people say it's a lot of body shaming. Well, I think we did that with Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss already. So, you know, the whole bowling angle and Nia Jax overcame that. So I feel like you're going to play a Piper Niven overcoming that, you know, not body shaming by Eva Marie, even though, 
Eva Marie did do the whole like look her up and down gig and even the camera kind of zoomed out on it. And that was a little telling, but you know, so, um, but the bigger story is Eva Marie and Dutrop going at it. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was an interesting, you know, choice of names. Um, and it reminds me of, um, uh, Tori Amos, these, I don't know if you know who she is. She's a, a famous piano player, um, kind of alternative. And um, I'm a huge fan of hers. I've seen her live uh, a dozen times, literally. Uh, she's amazing in, in person. And it gave me a flashback because for a segment of her show, she would do um, some of her retro songs from you know way back in the day and the uh, stage would change and she would name the little lounge she'd set up the do drop in d-e-w drop in and then the play on words is in you know do drop in um so when they call her do drop i was like okay that's weird and piper had that same look on her face um but yeah i think I'm thinking it's going to happen a lot sooner with the uh, the turn. Piper just calling her out and go look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm Piper Nippon. I'm still a big deal around here. Um, I didn't watch that much uh, NXT UK, but I've seen enough of it to know that you know she is. She's pretty um, legit. Yeah, and you know, I think we're already. You know, because we see it's going to be the same old Eva Marie in the whole business. She's been talking about empowerment and everything is just talk. And, um, you know, we're going to be ready to see her get it from Piper. Um, and maybe they do, you know, you know, carry it out for another couple weeks to get in front of a live crowd. I don't see quite how, you know, maybe they just magically made up over this last week. And they do extend it a little bit, but um, you know I'm here for that Piper pop. So um, yeah, they are the bigger story. Um, like you said, Naomi's going to be doing some of her, uh, you know, gymnastics in the in the match, and you know they need her for that. Um, I'm still not happy with what they're doing with Oscar. Um, she just totally lost her edge, her swag, and you know she's in there because she's Oscar. You know, so she's getting the achievement award right now by being in the match, but they have no purpose for her. She's almost in Nakamura and, land, like yeah, you're just kind of there, and that hurts my heart because I I love Oscar to the death. So um, I want to see her. I want to see my Oscar back. No, not this watered down version. They've been doing to her um she has been one of the heroes of the pandemic um with you know her work since you know the the crowds went away and um you know maybe that's why they keep putting her in the hope matches but they're not doing her any favors by um you know having her taking all these l's and being in these gimmick tag teams um these one-offs so um you know, I want them to do something awesome with her again. 
and you know kind of shedding this character a little bit and you know going back to all of us definitely um we're going to take a quick commercial break because technology is being really weird i hear a lot of music coming from one of my alexa speakers so i'll be right back so i can <laughs> stop that i don't know if you heard it in the background i'm like it's really bothering me and i don't know what i said so let's give you a quick commercial break because we got to take a few minutes to talk about super nikki cross so here's a little i i know you're excited for this but uh <laughs> let me figure out where in the world my music's coming from because it's not my spotify and i cannot figure that out so we'll be right back i will be right back Sorry about that random, well, we paid the bills on the elite performance. Uh, I was there for a couple minutes last week where they had a weightlifting competition. Uh, they had about eight people involved, and they said it was a lot of fun. We had a couple of our BW Sports 1 people giving you some commentary. We had, you know, cameras there. It was pretty interesting kind of meeting. I finally got to meet Greg, some of the people in real life. Uh, we've been talking a few times. I know we might not have the pleasure of that because uh, we're a few distances away. We're a few miles away, but who knows? Maybe we can meet up at a WrestleMania or SummerSlam or some sort of WWE event. But uh, so, yeah, elite performance if you want to get elite. Not the elite as in, you know, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, but <laughs> they're pretty elite too. So um, this is what I get for having a thousand speakers in my house. I feel like they're always listening to me, especially if I say L-E-X-A's name. A-L-E-X-A's uh -huh. name. <laughs> right. Um, the one time, Greg, it was, it was so funny. Like, all of a sudden, I heard, like, Otis Redding playing in the background. I don't know how my speaker caught that out of what I was saying, but I just, like, had to go with it. I'm like, okay, well, I can't yell, you know, stop, because I'm in the middle. But um, so, anyways, uh, speaking of her, Miss Bliss, <laughs> and super Nikki Cross, they defeated Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Now, <laughs> I'm trying uh. I'm trying to buy into the Nikki Cross thing because Killian Dan came out and said this was all her idea. She even backed it up and said this was all her idea. So we harp on all the time. We want wrestlers with creative control. We want them to take control of their characters. We want them to do their own thing. If this is what she wants to do, more power to her. It was just a weird... I don't know. It, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I got it. Just, it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. I get she kind of played it up where I've beaten Charlotte a few times. I've beaten Rhea Ripley. So I feel super, you know, on Raw Talk. She's like, I know I'm not a superhero, but I feel like one. So I'm, I'm like inching slowly, like, okay. And like I said, if this is all her idea, 
And Vince was like, well, go with it. I mean, what can I, you know, is it, is it the best idea? Probably not. But at least they're giving her the chance to run with her own creation. I mean, she showed artwork that she had worked with somebody to work on that gear. So I feel bad. It'd be like me and you, like if somebody came on our podcast, like, well, you guys are doing your own thing, but you suck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to poop on it too much yet. And I really want to give it the benefit of the doubt because that's, you know, that's, that's their, that's their livelihood. So, you know, it is what, it is what it is, as they say, but um, do you have more sophisticated words to add on Greg about super (laughs) Nikki cross? Oh boy. Uh, I knew the longer she introduced her character change that it was going to be horrible. <laughs> um, you know, the we're, we're hearing the, you know, I can do it, you can do it speech way too many times um, between Ibu Marie and Bianca Belair and now her. Every woman lately has been doing the I can do it, you can do it mm-hmm. um, spiel. And it's just becoming you know, watered down and Okay, I've heard this all before. Um, and when we saw the mask and her, her doing her, I was like, You oh, knew no. it's coming. Yeah, I, I knew it. And when they finally panned out and we saw the whole the whole bit, the costume and everything, I was like, wow. And not in a good way. I'm, I'm like you. I'm like, okay, I'm going I'm to give it a chance. Just sit back with an open mind and watch what she does. Uh, initially, I'm like, I hate it because I remember that I, I keep bringing her up. Sanity Nikki. <laughs> She's long and, gone, Greg. She's long no, gone. No, Sanity Nikki <laughs> no, is over. I need to get over it. And no. <laughs> um, and, and now she looks like a yellow jacket. Um, it's, you know, I don't know what they're going to do to enhance what she what she's given us now you know they're going to bring in the hurricane as a sidekick um mighty molly right uh maybe um and that's probably more the thing mighty molly worked because you had the hurricane you don't really have anybody (laughs) like i mean alexa and nikki were a team before so we kind of i i kind of like that whole I mean, like some people said, maybe it is almost like the Joker and Batman. Maybe you have right. like the Joker and Batman teaming up. But well, that's, that's a, what I'm thinking, a, a good versus evil kind of thing because you have uh, Alexa and her fiendish side and, you know, superhero Nikki. Is this going to come down to a clash of, you know, cosmic forces, you know, good and evil going against each other? Um, maybe that's where it's going to go because, you know, Nikki doesn't have superhero powers, but she has the look of it, and you know she believes it. You know, maybe she's uh, immune to being hypnotized. I don't know. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a few weeks and see what it happens. See what they can do with it. I I don't see it right now, but who knows? Stranger things have have gotten over. Um, you know. 
Papa Shango and the Boogeyman and you know just if you yeah. if you present it right and give it enough thought it could work. So uh, initially I don't like it, but I'm gonna reserve judgment and give it you know a good month to see how Super Nikki or whatever they call her now is gonna is gonna shake out. But I'm not optimistic yet. You know, maybe if they put her against Alexa Bliss and, you know, have the time told test of good versus evil, maybe it'll it'll work. So um, but I don't see what where it's going with this yet. And you have Molly Holly working as a trial run as producer in the back. So maybe she could kind of work with Nikki to tweak it and give it some, you know, and her hurricane, I believe. Uh, Gregory Hel Shane Helm, you know, is backstage too. He's a producer, so well, you know you maybe those those two could probably work with her and try to, you know, like you said, tweak it. Um, you know, maybe and you still have Alexa Bliss who plays a playful side too, so you could almost have it work with Nikki, you know, time to time. So um, Alexa, she's going to be one to watch though in Money in the Bank. You know, does Nia and Shane get involved in there? You know, we already had um, Naya slap um, Reginald, and then he almost slapped her, but he she stopped him. So you got that playing up, but um, yeah, it. So we pretty much have Oscar, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross in Money in the Bank qualifying matches for the women's side on Raw because they're doing eight people. I want to get into SmackDown side because I don't know what women is going to be in it from SmackDown. We got, I, I don't know, Greg, I did my research for once. And here is the current, we'll kind of get to women. So right now I'm looking at the women's SmackDown side of things. We got Bailey, Bianca Belair, obviously they're tied up. Carmella, who officially is in there because she just got announced. Isn't that funny too, that on Raw, the women have to fight for their spot. But then on Tonight. SmackDown, you have Sonya Deville saying, oh, you're in, you know, you're good. Like, whatever. Uh, so, we got Carmella. We have Liv Morgan, who beat Carmella, so she'll probably be in. Here's a funny name, though, Greg, that is on the SmackDown women's roster right now. Maurice. <laughs> okay. So, she won't be in it. You have Natalia listed on SmackDown. You have Paige listed on SmackDown. Obviously, she won't be in it. You have Sasha Banks and Tamina. So essentially, we have not Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Tamina on the SmackDown side of things. I I bet they're going to put Natalia and Tamina in there, and it's kind of dumb because they're tag team champions. Any champion should be in there, you know, right. Intercontinental, U.S., NXT, Cruiserweight, you know, whatever. But I. I don't know what other what like is Sasha gonna show up? That's the thing too. Sasha, <laughs> she was really wanted a downtime because we keep saying, oh, she'll be back, then she doesn't come back. <laughs> so I don't know if she'll just you know, right now you got Carmella and Liv Morgan that we know will be on SmackDown, but what other two women on the SmackDown side things? Because I mean I would hope you're gonna even it out. I thought too, it'd be kind of cool if you added an NXT person as a wild card. So maybe you do nine people or you do seven or what, you know, like lower the number, but, and it, you know, especially if you thought somebody was going to be ready for the next step, 
But um, so, Greg, what do you think? Is there any other woman that you want to put in this match? You know, because like I said, we're going to put Carmella, Carmella's in. We're going to put Liv Morgan in next week because she just beat Carmella twice. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the SmackDown side of things as far as money in the bank for women's side. Hey, we already talked about him. Uh, maybe to make up for uh, what happened last week, uh, Eva gets her and Piper put into the match. And that's where Piper has her breakout moment. Um, they get to the end. It's the two of them. And Maria wants her to, to just eliminate oh, wow. herself. And she flips it on her and throws Eva out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you have that storyline in there. And they're not tied in with anybody uh, anybody else. And you know, we can give uh, Piper her moment. So, like I said, the, the cover's pretty dry on this mat downside. So, uh, why not throw those two in there? Well, that's the thing. I wonder if he'll do a last chance type match. And whatever women are left, you know, I know it, we don't like cross-branding. But at this rate, I feel like you almost have to. Or does Nia and Shayna get involved in there somehow? Like, yeah, the SmackDown side of things, like, it's so weird to see there. Like, I mean, they have Stephanie listed on there, Sarah Schreiber. <laughs> they have more announcer <laughs> women. Kayla's on there. Oh, um, God. Elise Ashton. So they have three women announcers listed on SmackDown side of things. And you literally have Bailey, Bianca, Carmella, Liv, Maurice, Paige, Tamina, Natalia and Sasha. That's it. Like our women, yeah, they need to either call up some women. Like, like I said, Io Shirai, she's so ready for the main. Ro- I, I know we are worried about what might happen at the main roster, but at this rate, like you talk about depth, you almost just need her just for depth. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm really gonna be interested. Maria- Sorry, go ahead. I think Mar- uh, Maria Monunos is calling right now. To get into the match. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> our I mean, the Bella Twins? Is it? Do we try to bring them back on that Friday with crowds and just throw them in the match? Or at least Nikki. We like Nikki, right? Yeah, we love Nikki. So, I mean, I feel like they're coming back sooner rather than later anyway. And they pro- they're needed on SmackDown. I mean, honestly. I mean, I don't like Bree, but, you know, Bree's going to go with Nikki just to go. <laughs> she's just, True. she's, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I I was kind of looking. I'm, like, thinking. I'm, like, last night, you know, I'm, like, Carmella and Liv Morgan. Like, that's it because we got Bailey and Bianca involved with each other. So, I think they're going to get a rematch. But, um, yeah, because we did have the beginning of the night. Uh, Bailey, Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair, and Cesaro. I love all four of those people. I feel like they got good chemistry together. Um, Cesaro and Seth Rollins, we know their history outside the ring. I think Bailey's done some workouts with them as well. So we know Bailey's history. This Bailey stuff makes me think of the Finn Bauer stuff with her and Finn Bauer back in the day. That was such a fun team, just to kind of, you know, the mixed match um, yeah. challenge that they did and just the, the personalities. Like that run of NXT, I still remember there's the good times that, like, after the night, like they would just, you know, show cool stuff. But um, that was a good little match. We had the coronation of King Nakamura. Nothing much to talk about there. He didn't even talk. You just had Rick Boogs do it. And then, you know, I guess we could talk about Baron Corbin. <laughs> Are we just going to get um, emo Baron Corbin? Can he grow out his hair again, Greg, and just have like <laughs> one little strand? Like Spider-Man when he was all black. 
Are we going to get emo Baron Corbin? Because he just he did he's he's pulling the tears and uh, Kayla was even feeling sad for him. So any yeah. any thoughts on Baron Corbin? You know where does he go? Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, time for uh, overhaul and you know going back to or they're elaborating on his post King uh, character. I don't know if going back to just Lone Wolf Baron Corbin is going to be enough. Um, he needs he needs a whole overall. Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to get. Maybe he disappears off TV for a bit and appears after the draft uh, repackaged. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but I think they're going to do something. He's going to be off SmackDown and, and out of the King role and out of that whole frame of mind about doing something else. Uh, maybe something more metal and more uh, you know, I can't say baby face yet because you know we don't see him as a baby face. I just like can't that. see. Yeah, but a could whole he be, different presentation. Could he be on the chopping block? <laughs> he could be. Uh, I mean, it feels like a ride off of something, and he's been there for. I mean, he was in NXT for however long. I mean, maybe he wants to try to do something else for a time being. I don't. I think we can't, you know, I feel like we keep talking about depth if we keep cutting people, but I'm just kind of thinking, you know, has he done all he can there? That's why the my only, my only thinking for him is that he would be a great um, guy to be opposite um, the archer. Oh, Damien, Damien Priest. Priest. Oh, like a good transitional. Yeah. Right. And we haven't seen Damian Priest in a few weeks. Right. Uh, I think those two would be great against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, repackage them. And they're both kind of cut from the same cloth. You know, they're kind of metal guys. They're both, mm-hmm. you know, big physical guys. And, you know, a good, heavy uh, rivalry between those two could put, put both of them back on the map, you know, mm-hmm. in a good way. That's why I'm surprised Damian Priest isn't in the Money in the Bank match because I thought that would have been a good step. But maybe they're waiting for SummerSlam. Maybe there's, you know, I just don't know what they're doing with him right now. Um, Big E is officially qualified for the Money in the Bank match, which I'm fine with. I don't think Big E needs the win. I think he just needs a good showing. I feel like there's bigger plans for him. Um, So he beat Apollo Crews. We also heard there's going to be a last man standing match for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Any, which way do you want to go on that one, Greg? Who do you think should go in there? Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens? Um, I think Kale would be better in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I could see, I could argue it for both ways. Um, you know, Sami's going to find some way to slide into, into the match. You know, with some shenanigans in the uh, the last man standing match, and you know he can work his can keep working his conspiracy angle. Um, but I think KO would be a better choice in that match, though. That's a good idea. I was wondering if maybe we'll do a no finish, and then you just throw them both in the match because, like we said on the SmackDown side of things, I mean I feel like Big E, Jimmy, or Big E. Um, 
Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens are all going to keep finding themselves aligned with each other. So um, Jimmy Uso, who has officially acknowledged Roman Reigns after Hell in a Cell. Uh, sorry, we did not even talk about Hell in a Cell, but that's okay. And I feel like it just goes by so quick that we, we move ahead. But um, Jimmy Uso defeated Dolph Ziggler. At first, I, I Bobby Roode, Robert Roode wasn't out there. And I'm like, that's another guy, Greg. I'm wondering, like, the next round of cuts, would he be a name that we wouldn't be surprised to see? Because it just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's much left for him to do. I feel like he's reached his peak. You know, he yeah. was tag team champions a couple times. He, you know, was NXT champion. I mean, unless he really like, unless the money's that good, you know, this might be, I wonder if we're starting to see the end or a con, you know, I try to look up when contracts are up because you wonder, you know, will these guys like Dolph Ziggler's, mm-hmm. everybody talks about his contract all the time, but he keeps resigning because he's been there for life. So, um, Jimmy Uso though, no Jay Uso, which was kind of surprising, but Jimmy Uso's now acknowledged himself. So how are you feeling about that now that he's kind of aligned himself with Roman officially? Um, I'm going to wait and see. I like he's taking a stronger stance with Roman uh, than Jay did. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see what their dynamic is. Um, I like how they're what they're doing with this angle with, you know, they both, you know, talked it, you know, Jay enough to run him off. And now there's, you know, the where's Jay uh, question going on. And now how are Jimmy and Roman going to work out each other? And, uh, they keep adding layers and pond layers onto the storyline. It is delicious all the way around. Um, so, you know, I love what they're doing with it. Um, so it's kind of wait and see, but right now I, I like it so far, and um, we'll see where it goes. Um, quickly back to uh, Robert Roode, though. I think he peaked in NXT with his championship run, and yeah, uh, I can definitely see him going back to Impact and reprising Beer Money. Mm. Okay, yeah. Um, and then finally, we had Roman Reigns address the state of the Universal Championship. Paul Heyman said he was going to do something that's never been done on network television. And then Edge comes out there and wrecks everything. Because, <laughs> you know, we kind of, I was wondering when Edge would come back. You know, I, yeah. you know, we were here maybe, I was here maybe Edge and Seth Rollins for SummerSlam. So maybe that's a route to go. But obviously, Edge never got his one-on-one match. So you could play right. that up against Roman. So we're going to get Edge and Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank, which is fun, you know, in front of a crowd mm-hmm. without Daniel Bryan. So, and then like we said, we'll see where Edge goes after that. But uh, how'd you, what do you think about the ending, Greg? Were you all for Edge kind of, you know, showing that Edge side of him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I was a little ticked because um, I got a notification on my phone this morning. I still get, notification from YouTube and there's a, a blurb that said uh, Edge was the first word I saw and and oh and then so it, it was kind of tipped off. So, so you didn't get a chance to watch it last night either. No. I, I yeah. saw the spoiler this morning yeah. as I was getting ready to watch it. So mm-hmm. um, I knew it was coming and um, still liked it and 
you know, we know what he's going to say before he says it, says it, you know, I didn't get my one on one shot, you know, there's nobody to face you. I'm here to face you. And, you know, he's, he's smacked down as Kofi. He's going to be the bridge guy into live crowds. And so, you know, that question has been answered. It's a legit challenger. It's not Rey Mysterio that we know is not going to win. Um, you know, as Edge, who has, who we could definitely buy beating him. And, you know, they're going to get a good program, you know, going this next month, um, bridging back in the live crowds. The promos are going to be hot. The sneak attacks are going to be awesome. Uh, maybe, a, you know, a couple pull-aparts. And, um, you know, it's, it's a good kickoff, you know, back into um, live shows. And um, so I'm, I'm all for it um, on both sides of the ledger with the champions. Um, they've got believable foils um, who they can put that question out there. Can they take the title off of them? It be believable. Mm-hmm. So um, I like Edge's back. You know, he looked good. And you now looking forward to, you know, the, the next month, what, how they uh, – Packages for us, and of course you could throw out the whole, you know, maybe if Edge loses, he gets no more title shots against Roman. I know it's the same as the Bobby Lashley Drew stipulation, but it's kind of it's believable because he already won the Rumble, he he lost at WrestleMania, and now you know this is the you know even though it's only the second chance, maybe you know you play it up by because if Roman is the head of the table, he can make he calls the shots. So I wonder if they might throw that stipulation in. Just to give mm-hmm. it that little bit of oomph, you know, to it. So um, NXT, let's well, let's take a quick break. We'll talk up NXT. We'll talk up AEW for tonight and uh, call it a day. So let's give you some Rogue Energy talk. If you need some energy, talk to Rogue. energy for all your energy needs so nxt we saw some stuff happen there adam cole defeated carmelo hayes he had adam cole saying i don't want to pick my opponent carmelo hayes comes out there answers a challenge uh pretty good physical match another good showing for carmelo hayes i think he's he's slowly you know it's it's good how they do like leon ruff they give him a little time you got gave Zoe Stark a little bit of time. You given Carmelo Hayes a few shots. So they're doing some good stuff with these, you know, lower up and coming NXT stars to kind of build them for the next one. So Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, straight up wrestling match. Kyle, you know, two. I would think NXT weekend for SummerSlam weekend will be the final one. And then, like I said, uh, Adam Cole has bigger and better things to move up to. Kyle Riley could kind of build his name into the NXT title picture. 
Uh, any thoughts on Adam Cole and Carmelo Hayes, Greg? A great match. Um, I was really impressed with Carmelo Hayes. I saw the, the match he had previous to um, to this one. And, you know, he showed some promise, but uh, this match against Cole was an outstanding match, best match of the night. And um, I think I took that over Kushida and, and Kyle, uh, be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in on Carmelo to see what he can do next. But um, both of them shine, both of them look great, and uh, it was an outstanding match. Mm -hmm. uh, Pete Dunn, Owen Lorcan confronted Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. That led to the match. We have the Way defeating Pete Dunn and Owen Lorcan. We better be careful because the Way is going to turn babyface before we know it, especially if we're putting up against heel teams. So I don't know if we're trying to turn the babyface by default, but you know, I, it is interesting how they keep getting positioned against heels, but and playing up to, of course, William Regal in a way like you know comedy foil but still being upset at times so um any thoughts on the way and pete dunn only lorkin match greg yeah i was thinking the same thing is that it looks like they're trying to turn them uh in the baby faces and um yeah i, I totally buy what you what you're selling right there um the the match was a great match and um I'm curious to see which way they go with them because you know, they're facing off against Cross and Pete Dunn and um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see they're they're still on the heel side of the ledger, but they're not you know they're moving more towards the tweeners mm -hmm. instead of Point. just being fully on that side. And if you had real like a full crowd there, I feel like they'd get cheered. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like it, because it, it's a, it's a believable thing. You know, it's not heelish. It's heelish in a way. And that's what's interesting with Indy Hartwell and Candice Ray. They're still playing up the heel side of like, you know, um, kind of sassy women, bratty women, more thing. So it's going to mm -hmm. be interesting to see what that all dynamic looks out to be. Um, EO Stark, or sorry, <laughs> EO Shirai, Zoe Stark defeated the Robert Stone brand. I'm predicting that Frankie Monet peels away those two women, Aaliyah and Jess, um, Jess or what's her name? Anyways, the Robert Stone brand girls. Yeah. Aaliyah and the other. Sorry. Yes. I, cause they keep teasing those little backstage segments with Frankie Monet. And mm -hmm. I think it would help those two women to kind of be aligned with her. Cause you, you know, it feels like Frankie Monet's already being built up as really high. So why not have her help a couple of women that Aliyah's been there forever? I feel like she was on a tough enough RM. Um, the the there's that NXT show way back in the day. It was like about the call ups, and I think Aliyah was like part of that when Tyler Breeze got called up and they did the little NXT show. So Baron Corbin was on that same thing, and I feel like Aliyah's been around since that long. So I think that happens. Uh, Greg, would you be okay with Frankie Monet kind of stealing the way the talent from Robert Stone Brand? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the way I was seeing it is going to happen is that, you know, she's making, you know, the, uh, you know, kind of shining them up and those dropping those little hints that, uh, you know, we would be, you know, a good, a good unit kind of comments. And, 
right as the conversation's starting to get juicy, he comes in mm-hmm. and, you know, the girls have to, you know, divert dies for a second. Uh, so I totally believe that's where he's going. And with uh, Frankie, she wants lackeys. And I think they're going to end up being her lackeys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's the queen bee. So um, I'd give it another two weeks before uh, Robert, Stan- Robert Stone is standing by himself. And, you know, she's we have a new three women or three women uh you know power trio going on the queen bee that'd be a good name for a team too i you know like something like that so mm-hmm. um i'm just waiting for the dog to do something to robert stone because that dog is definitely <laughs> gonna he already right. barked at presley i think is the name he barked at him i mean we've already <laughs> seen got what robert stone's got ran over by a tank he's got shot at with that tank so you know why not just you know put a little padding on his leg let the dog, you know, grab his leg once, and then that's the final, the final call. You know, put the uh, the dog suit underneath. The, well, I don't yes. know. His suits fit pretty tight, so he might not be able to. You might not be able to put anything underneath, but you know, have some his get a, to get the coat. But that you know, Presley, the dog, is going to be the one to turn on <laughs> Robert Stone here <laughs> soon. Right. Um, we only had the dog poop in the tank. That is true. Remember that. Yes, the dog did. Yeah, the dog did poop in so, the tank. That it is a heel dog. I want that tank. I would totally drive that tank around. I've oh, looked yeah. a couple times on like online and some people found like the version of I'm like, shoot, I would totally rock that out. That'd be a nice birthday gift for me in this on November eighth. <laughs> the shots keep that in tank. mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh yes. So Eo Shirai, like I said, Eo, just go to the main roster. It's time, girl. Like you've done all you can. I I'm I know we might be worried about what's gonna happen. I think if she goes to SmackDown, she'll be okay for the time being, but it's it's long overdue. Hey, look, here's here's my dream right here, and I, I thought about it, and it hit me last week um, after watching Raw and my hot Asian girlfriend Oscar, and you know what they're doing to her. That uh, EO gets a call up, and while Oscar's in the ring, EO comes out, and they kind of face each other, and it's. Oscar before and Oscar after, mm-hmm. but EO representing Oscar before with, you know, she's got the mystique, she's got the, um, you know, she's got that look, she's got that, uh, you know, it's just oozing off the screen and everything she does and says, you're glued. And now you have what Oscar is now. And she looks at her and had what happened to you kind of moment and whether she slaps her or she yells at her in Japanese, not loud Japanese, but you know, so subtle mm-hmm. and it kind of snaps and her just into, walks off. right. And then we get much more serious Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oscar is going to kill you, Oscar. Um, back that's that's my dream we have a moment like that um, or maybe it takes a rivalry between the two of them to bring it back mm-hmm. but that's that's what i want is for maybe for um eo to show oscar what she's become you know a, a shell of her former self and that brings her back so that's my dream for for oscar and 
for EO would be a great launching point for her to face off against Asuka. And those two have a set of killer matches, and you know it propels both of them into the to to the moon to steal from Cameron Grimes. So to the moon. Well, you know they just fired a writer, Greg. So maybe you need to step up and apply. Hey, did you, I'm did you all hear about for the, it. Did real quick side note, <laughs> Did you hear about that writer that was fired because she was talking up how she was hired without any knowledge of WWE, and she didn't even know the champion's name. She's like, I think his name is Bobby Ashley or Ashley or, <laughs> and she said wow. this in an interview, which, first off, you know, has there been people hired? underqualified or you know not knowing the product sure but you can't say that that'd be like us right. saying well here's nxc i didn't watch it but here's what happened you know like we watched the product we give our thoughts like we can't you know I, it just i'm like come on woman like she uh, she was a comedy writer is what i heard which is you know like i said if you want to bring in different writers from different avenues that's fine but you know you got to watch have some professionalism, right. like you know, about your job. But you know, if you don't, you're, and if you don't know the champion's name, like, come on, that just. So she was, she was part of the part of the cuts as well. So um, I'm sure she'll get hired somewhere else. But still, back to NXT. Speaking of guys gone, Hit Row defeated Ever Rise. They, <laughs> they really just love to just you know beat people, and then they're gone. Like Alexander Wolf was gone. Hit Row looks like they're going to be going after the North America title. They look like they're going to be the next big thing. We still haven't seen, um, is her name, B-Fab, I think is her name. The woman, I think. Yeah, I don't remember what her name is. But we haven't I seen her rest. She's nice to look at. <laughs> yeah, and she's tall. Like, those legs go on forever. So I'm ready to see her wrestle. You know, we've seen all three mm-hmm. of the other people wrestle. I want to see her do some stuff, so. Uh, and then Kyle Ragley defeated NXT Cruiserweight Kushida in a non-title match. But the big story was Diamond Mine, which is Roderick Strong with a nice freshly shaved head. I, I like that look on Roderick Strong because, like mm-hmm. we said, it's all about changing your look. Tyler Rust, who was with Malcolm Bivens, and then uh, I believe the other guy's named Hideki Suzuki, which I don't think we've seen him on TV. So I was pretty in for it. Especially with Malcolm Bivens. He can his Twitter is ridiculously fun. So if they could just give him the mic and let him go, I think he's gonna and you know be the mouthpiece for this team. Finally give Malcolm Bivens, you know, that that shine with this team. I think it's gonna be something to watch. So but it is interesting, Roger Strong leading the group, because he's always been a side piece. You know, he was mm-hmm. undisputed era. He was, you know, kind of the side piece to um Pete Dunn before he joined Undisputed Era. So this will be interesting to see what Roderick Strong can do as a leader of a team. And then that Hideki Suzuki guy, like I said, I don't even know where he came from. I'm going to be interested. I hear good things, like from Twitter and whatnot. And then Tyler Rust seemed to be like that. You know, if we're talking like evolution, almost like the Randy Orton, the young guy that's, you know, moving up. So, um, Greg, some thoughts on everything that happened at the end of the night. Oh, and Adam Cole attacked Kyle Riley, so I forgot about that piece because that was bound to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, great ending segment. Um, the match was great. Um, I said I, I favored the uh, the Cole the Cole match slightly above 
um, Kyle's match, but they were both great matches. Um, um, you know, good finish, and then uh, Cole reinsertering himself. Of course, we we knew it was coming. Just was it going to happen during the match? Was it coming at the end of the match or whatever? Um, you know, at least they let them come to a decisive finish between uh, Kyle and Kushida before Adam Cole got involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to get to a great match between those two. And then, um, you know, Cole sparks the, uh, the anticipation for the uh, pay-per-view with, uh, by jumping him. So we just had to go back and forth for the next couple of weeks. And uh, then Diamond Mine, um, I, again, talking about those little uh, vignettes. Yeah, no. the vignettes plus okay. <laughs> uh, the spoilers that uh, oh, picture. Okay. here is time in mine. Okay. And I was like, no. And I closed my eyes before I scroll <laughs> past it. Okay, I didn't want to see who it was. And yeah. um, all I knew it was three white guys. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I've seen one match Tyler Russ had on NXT. And yeah. I don't know anything about him. Um, totally had no idea who the. Um, the Asian guy was, and um, Roger Strong and Mal- Malcolm Bivens, and I remember Malcolm Bivens was the one who brought in uh, Andrew Share uh, into NXT, and then they went up to uh, the main, roster. main roster, and they're Jinder Mahal's guys now. Which and, is uh, not a thing anymore, <laughs> it seems like. Right, so so yeah. they don't have anything to do with those guys. Um, so it seems like Malcolm Bivens just brings guys in and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the guy can do because I haven't heard him uh, say anything really aside from one promo with the Indu Share team. Um, so if he's if he's that good on the mic and you know get these guys over, I'm here for it. And you know just the look of Diamond Mind, they look legit, and I want to see what they can do. Um, you know, pretty standard, you know, quick beat down of, you know, Shida and, you know, set up um, a good group of matches. So um, it's a good way for Roderick to bounce back from the uh, Undisputed Era and, you know, lead his own faction. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes and um, how these guys play out, uh, especially the the other two guys, since I haven't seen them in the ring almost at all. And we'll probably end up getting maybe Roderick going after Kyle Riley, and then Kyle Riley and Kushida can team up for a couple matches to you know fight whatever pairing we'd get out of Diamond Mine. Does Diamond Mine need another person? See, I, I'm always weird about the three man teams. Like, I guess I want to see, you know, mm-hmm. like New Day. You know, I always thought they need a fourth person, but then once they took off the three, you know, the shield, so maybe three man's okay. But I guess we'll kind of see, you know, whether or not Diamond Mine might need another another player to, you know, maybe a woman because if you have, you know, Hit Row with a woman, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe Frankie Monet recruits a guy to kind of even that out. So, um, yeah, it is interesting to kind of see what factions will grow because I know we talk about AEW having a lot of factions. Now it does feel like NXT starting to get that route, you know, that they're they're building up these teams. So, um, speaking of AEW, we got some preview for tonight. Uh, obviously, 
we'll just have to catch up on it next week. I believe they're back to Wednesday on June 30th. And then the week after, they're on the road to Miami. So we'll get, you know, <coughs> before I got my cough button, but um, we'll get on the road. We'll get full houses. You know, we got the strap match happening. So here's some things on tap for tonight. We got Tolly Blanchard and Conan going face to face, just building up inner circle. <laughs> um, nice. Inner Circle Elite, or sorry, Inner Circle Pinnacle stuff. Because like we said, you know, those teams are going to fight till the duel, <laughs> till the end. So um, all ego Ethan Page will go against Bear Bronson. I've seen Bear Country a couple times. I think this is going to be a good win for Ethan Page. Scorpio Sky probably helps him win. Then maybe we'll get Men of the Year against Bear Country, you know, next week or a couple weeks. So. Um, any thoughts on that match there, Greg, or I was kind of going to just move ahead. <laughs> hey, well, first, anything awesome. Conan's involved in, I want to see it. Um, the, the, uh, his moment in the, uh, bar fight. Bar room. Is the, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, him as the DJ and it was so great. Um, I've been watching Conan since WCW and, you know, he's one of the OGs, so this little face off he's doing with Tully. I'm excited to see what, what happens with that. And, uh, you know, I had this glory days with Santana Ortiz back in LAX during the mm-hmm. time when uh, TNA was super hot. Gotcha. Um, and then as far as um, the bear country angle, um, I've seen probably the same couple matches you did, but with those guys have seen anything before that uh, they look like a good team. And so, um, but yeah, we're we're really building up the men of the year, and uh, I'm with you. I think uh, Paige gets the win, and you know sets up a good tag team match between uh, both squads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Statlander with Orange Cassidy is going against the Bunny. Um, I know you're a big fan of the Bunny, right, Greg? Oh yeah. Um, now, how about Chris Statlander? <laughs> For me. Chris Statlander, I was like, eh, I don't get it. But then I'm getting it. <laughs> it's like Orange Cassidy. Um, so I, I I really like Chris Statlander personally. And she's number four ranked right now. So she's – I feel like she's just building that momentum that's kind of under the radar. You know, you talk about improving and just – I mean, she had that horrible knee injury, so she was out forever it felt like. Now the best friend mm-hmm. stuff. So what is your – what were your thoughts on – um, the alien Chris Statlander, Greg. Not a. Are you a fan or not a fan of her? Um, I'm. I'm a fan of her. She's just after seeing. I didn't, wasn't a fan of the alien gimmick, um, mm-hmm. but after seeing her matches, I'm like, okay, I can buy into it. Um, and the metamorphosis of Bunny from the alley days of mm-hmm. TNA has been impressive because I've seen it go the other way really badly mm-hmm. um so i like what she's doing with with bunny and so it's two extroverted characters um going at it and both clearly defined is um heel and baby and uh makes for a better match we know who we're supposed to be rooting for mm-hmm. and how to take the uh chaos that's going to ensue from it so um, be a good match because it's not a match we see every week. It's not a match um, 
you know, we usually don't see these women during the same hour of the program, usually, and now they're going to have a match. So uh, I'm curious to see what happens with it. And I wonder, I would like to see maybe the bunny pull off an upset. I think Chris Statlander can, I think she could eat an L, but I do think if they're talking up her ranking, she's probably going to get the win. So we'll kind of see how that goes out. Uh, Matt Seidel is going against Dante Martin. Um, I believe he's part of top flight Dante Martin. And then I think his partner's still mm -hmm. injured because I felt like the partner has been out forever. So hopefully his partner gets back soon. And then Matt Seidel's brother is out too. So I guess we right. just got to put these guys in singles cause you know, there's not much else to do with them. So um, hangman Adam page against going against powerhouse Hobbs. Actually, this is number two versus number four. I didn't even know Powerhouse Hobbs was that high, but um, could we see Powerhouse Hobbs getting the upset over Hangman Page? So I think Hangman's another guy. He could eat an L, but because we know where he's headed. Uh, you know, I know you don't watch BTE, but this week on BTE, they did a little segment where they had the AEW world title in Hangman's vision. So that's, you know, that's kind of where they're going. But could Powerhouse Hobbs pull off an upset just to kind of, you know, slow down to Adam Page a little bit. He could, but I don't think he will. But, yeah. um, but just because they're still going hard on the friction with Team Taz, mm -hmm. that uh, I think there may be some uh, shenanigans that they go for that um, Cage uh, screws up, or you know, he goes to hit him with a chair, or. Mm -hmm. Uh, whatnot and he stops him from hitting with a chair or you know something they're going to do uh that's illegal that he stops from happening mm -hmm. and that's the uh cause of hangman getting win that's true okay. um, yeah so it's going to be a continuation of the implosion of team taz and cages turned to a baby face and eventually basing off with uh, team Taz. So uh, for that reason, I got uh, Heyman Page winning the match. If it wasn't for that angle, I think they'd be trying to get Hobbs over. Mm -hmm, that's true. But um, for the sake of this storyline, I think it's going to be Heyman winning and laying more groundwork for uh, Cage breaking off. And then finally, Kenny Omega against Jungle Boy. In the AAW World Title match, shenanigans galore will happen in this match. I think that's all we can. Do we see Kenny Omega winning a match without shenanigans in his run as champion? Uh, no. no. I mean that. No, this is well, you this now. How always this? something. Then the second, so the follow up would be: Are you okay with him winning that way, or would you like him to win a couple matches? As a heel, the like clean. It's is, you know, they're sticking with the. He's really too over the top as far mm -hmm. as you know everything he's doing as champion. He could be winning these matches and and winning them, um, you know, with the shenanigans in the middle. Then he gets a clean finish, um, but they're really so. Over overdoing the uh, angle with Callis getting involved and uh, Cutler getting involved with 
the uh, the icy hot spray bottle or whatever it is that you spray in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too much. And, and I think these two are going to have you know a really good match that could be great if it wasn't for all the stuff that they involve in his matches. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before they start taking apart the whole belt collector angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he starts, you know, the teen, he loses the TNA title and the AAA title and uh, all these that I see it's on the horizon because it, it feels like it's kind of running its course. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's too early for Jungle Boy to win without a live crowd. I think yeah. it'd get over really big if, if we were already into uh, live crowds being that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we know that's the reason he's not going to win it, but maybe he'll win by disqualification. Um, and even if he loses because of the shenanigans, then um, he's going to get a pass because uh, Kenny cheated to win. But mm-hmm. um, they're totally doing it wrong with, with Kenny because he's way too good to be winning that way. And we get that he's the heel and, and these are the things he's going to be doing, but um, it's is taking the luster off of his off his reign. So mm-hmm. um, I like the guy. You know, I've never seen him a match of his until now, until AW came into being. But um, for all, for his reputation um, coming into AW, uh, you know, the five star. Um, machine or whatever his name was. Um, we haven't you know, seen that yet. The, right. Um, you know, the cleaner, the, the baddest man on the planet. Um, you know, he does, he doesn't really stand out that much to me. Mm-hmm. And that's that what I think. With, I was going to say the Young Bucks too. Like, I love the Young Bucks, but it feels like they're too over the top to where, yes, you hate it, but it's almost like you hate, I don't know if hate too much is a word, but it almost just makes you like not want to watch it. You know, like, yeah. like they say you turn the channel or, or you're like, well, I get it. Like, but um, yeah, the, the Kenny Omega, I'm, I'm, it's interesting to see what he's become and maybe he wanted, you know, maybe he wanted to do something different. He's like, maybe he's thinking, I've had all the five-star matches I could get. Now it's time for me to show what else I could do. But like you, I, I thought the really was like the last week, was it the promo with Jungle Boy? That one was just like, okay, like that one when he was like, "What are you gonna say, boy?" And like that over enunciating all of the words. Like I think that gets to be a little over, yeah. you know, too much. But you know, it's that fine line of trying to find what works and what doesn't. So, but that's AEW tonight. I'll be so glad that they'll be back on <laughs> Wednesday night so we can catch it. We can actually talk about it, you know, in the right light. Um, you know, these darn playoffs for the NBA. <laughs> I get it. So, um, but I'd be saying tonight, the same thing if my team wasn't in it. So, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, the Pacers aren't in it, but I'm still thinking you're, you know, you're messing up my TV viewing. So, um, but Greg tonight or today, good afternoon to your great luck. Good luck. Something like that. To your sons, I'll get it right. Uh, as they face off, hopefully we'll all catch it here. I tried to watch a little bit of hockey the other night, and then I gave up. So 
<laughs> one of these days I will get back into my hockey viewing habits that I tried to start. So uh, any last words you got on the evening, on the day? Uh, of course, go Suns and um, things turning the uh, strange ways. So it's like around the end of the year. Uh, probably headed back to Phoenix to live, and so uh, that happens. Uh, I'm gonna make sure to uh, come through Indiana and see if we can do a show together. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe same location and uh, finally meet my co All the BW so. Sports and go get yeah. the other BW Sports one uh, community of people. So uh, exactly. Dan is all in. I don't know if you saw his tattoo, Greg. He has BW Sports one on the oh, on his arm now. <laughs> really? He is all wow. the way in. <laughs> he's the he's okay. the Cody Rhodes of our network. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to share that picture with him one day and show him Cody Rhodes. So, uh, but yes, thank you to all the good hosts of a of uh, start say AW. Thank you to Rogue Energy, Sean Nugent. Get all your realty needs. Go get Elite Performance so you can get Elite. Be Elite. And thank you for watching. We'll be back next week. I'm trying to think. We don't have – well, Money in the Bank is a couple weeks away. Great American Bash is on Wednesday night, though, or Tuesday night. Correct, I think? Tuesday night, yes. Tuesday. So that will be on USA. So we'll get that July 7th. And then we have AEW's <laughs> road break or road break or whatever they're calling it, beach break. Well, that – we got – we got some stuff happening in July. I think July for AW Greg is road break or beach break, fighter fest, fighter fest, and then you know whatever is going to be at the end of July. So we got yeah, some big shows coming Charlotte. up. Oh, are you going to Charlotte on the twenty seventh? I'm going to be go live for that one. You're going to go see it, yeah, yeah. Awesome. just because you know it's the new thing. I haven't seen those guys in person. Uh, most of them, anyway, I've seen Jericho yeah. in person, but like the yeah. rest of the roster, I haven't seen them yes. before. So. It should be an interesting environment and pretty cool to, to see. I made it to two AEW shows. I believe they had two shows come through here. So um, the cool thing to do is there's sometimes meet and greets beforehand, Greg. So you have to check those out. It's usually about 30 bucks for independent. It's only like my saw Hangman page. And they also had Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus. So sometimes it's like three people, but that might be something you'll want to you know, look ahead mm -hmm. as well. Because like I said, 30 bucks, get your picture meet them for a couple minutes so it's kind of cool to see so um but thank you for joining us go check up all the other uh shows the state of basketball is moving to sunday afternoons checkers and records is on sundays afternoons um quadum um positivity with monica on tuesday nights or tuesday afternoons i think i've seen her uh wednesday night they have the state of football or wednesday day we need our whole schedule one of these days i will ask dan for a schedule he wants to put a schedule behind us so we can just point right <laughs> to it but i need a we need the official schedule for bw sports because we got a lot of stuff happening and on the road to fought live fans i am so excited to be back with people in person seeing those shows so uh yes. thank you for joining us and talk to you guys next week have a good one